we might be the only Jesus that they may see. And so your life has to be a sermon. Welcome to the Run the Race podcast, where we talk about fitness and faith every week. We all need motivation, whether it's maybe to lose weight, get stronger physically, or get closer to God as many of us seek purpose for our lives. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life as we sit down with fascinating guests, digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. Thank you so much for joining us for this now 10th episode of the Run the Race podcast. We are now several weeks into 2020. Hope you've had a great year so far, and uh, I have. And just as a reminder, the name of this podcast, Run the Race, comes in part from a verse in the Bible. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So if we have God... Uh, He will help us to resist those temptations and all the obstacles that are in our way. We put him first, and then we will be able to run that race. We'll be able to persevere through whatever is thrown our way through our many years here on this earth. You know, last week uh, I talked uh, on this podcast to a dad who foster adopted five kids at one time. He also taught me a lot about fitness and nutrition while we ran five marathons together over the last three years. So if you did not get a chance to listen to that, you can go to WTVM.com slash podcast, or you can search for this Run the Race uh, podcast on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all those kinds of platforms. This week's episode, we are our guest is a business-savvy pastor from Georgia who loves to work out and is passionate about community outreach. We were discussing how he fits all of that into a busy schedule and home life. Also, we talk about the increasing role of technology when it comes to fitness and also church because really everything is going high-tech these days. Uh, he and I also did a few push-ups together uh, uh, before our talk. Uh, more from him in just a minute. But speaking of technology, you know, you know we're all looking for you know easy, quick ways to stay fit, um, and also, you know, spiritually and physically, and good apps for smartphones to do just that. And there's one that was introduced to me several years ago I wanted to let you guys know about. I try to use it on a regular basis. It's called the 7-Minute Challenge. It has a green marker. It's a free app for your smartphones. I'm sure there's a, a, a paid version on it as well, but the free version is fine. Um, it is high-intensity interval training workout. And again, it's only 7 minutes, so it doesn't take up a lot of your time. You can do it in your living room. You can do it in an office at work. You can do it at the gym. And it kind of talks to you and gives you all the instructions about how to do things. And anybody can do it at any fitness level. I promise you that. Uh, It's a a series of 12 exercises over the course of seven minutes, supposedly supposed to equal a one-hour workout. I'm not sure if it does that, but I'm sure some people depends on your fitness level. Um, So here are the 12 exercises. Jumping jacks, wall sit. Your quads will love that one, I promise. Push-ups, and usually I have time enough to about 20 or 25 of those. Abdominal crunches for your abs. Chair step-ups, so have a chair ready for that. Squats, and you're about halfway done here. Chair tricep dips, use that chair again. Plank, jog with your high knees running in place. Lunges, 
push-ups with rotation. What's one arm uh, as you go up for each push-up? You put the one arm in the air. It's kind of like a yoga move. And then you end with side planks a short time on each side with your hips. So uh, I, I definitely encourage you to uh, try that out. Seven-minute challenge, a free uh, app on your uh, iPhone or, or Droid or whatever you use. Uh, it's definitely, you know, gives you like a nice mental, physical boost. It, it'll get your sw- sweat going, get your heart rate going. Uh, again, it can be done anywhere. Uh, and you also, you can do, you know, choose if you want a, a harder workout. You can do two rounds of it, which will take you, you know, close to 15 minutes. I recently did uh, two rounds in a row with my son. Uh, who's a uh, 15-year-old who's a lot fitter than I am. Uh, in fact, he's uh, about the same height as me, but he weighs about uh, 40 pounds less, so you can imagine that. Now to my conversation with Pastor Quinn Hardnett, who is the founding pastor of New Destiny Church International in Columbus, Georgia, just south of Atlanta, which that church is celebrating their 12th anniversary. And he said he's called to minister to people from all walks of life, especially to those who have never met Christ. He earned his bachelor's degree in accounting and computer information systems from Georgia Southern University got his master's in business administration from Troy State University, and got his master's of divinity just about uh, five, six years ago from Luther Rice Seminary. Pastor Hardnett uh, has been pastoring for 12 years. He's married to Denitra Hardnett, and they have a daughter, a teenager, Charity, and uh, loves to work out. So here's my conversation with Pastor Quinn. All right, I'd like to welcome Pastor Quinn Hardnett to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, sir. We're both uh, a little, I'm a little out of breath because we both did a few push-ups beforehand just to kind of get to know each other a little better. I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, there you go. Well, we're going to start off with the uh, the fast four. So uh, I kind of prepared you for this a little bit. For first one is, what is your job description at work and also at home? Okay, so at work, I am the uh, senior pastor of New Destiny Church right here in the great city of Columbus, Georgia. Um, at home, I am I am a daddy, and I am a, uh, a loving husband. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Uh, now, how do you stay physically fit nowadays? Okay, so I try to go to the uh, the gym at least four to five times a week, and I'm normally in there an hour. So I split it up thirty uh, minutes cardio and thirty minutes on the weights, the circuits. Very good. A variety. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, as a pastor for the last 12 years, is there a spiritual motto or maybe a particular biblical verse that sticks out for you as a priority for you? Uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. It's very good. Yeah. Very yeah. Motivational. Yes, sir. And last of the fast four, what is something unique about you? I am bivocational. Okay. I'm bivocational. So not only am I a pastor, I also work at Tesis. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So busy man. Uh, very busy. <laughs> very, very, very busy. Yeah. yeah. So making time to work out is tough. Yeah. Um, so uh, just take me back in time a little bit. Um, uh, why and how did you become a pastor? Because I know that's a calling for some people that some people run from or run to. Absolutely. I think mine was we're running from. Uh, so there are some pastors who say that they knew since, the, since they were little that they were called uh, up to the ministry, and that was not my story. Um, I attended the Georgia Southern in Statesboro. I have a dual degree in accounting and computers, um, and so I had every intentions on, on pursuing that field. Uh, and I always I grew up in the uh, 
you know, in the uh, church, I was an usher, I sung in the choir, did all of that. Um, but never did I imagine being a pastor. So I became a, a deacon. And after becoming a deacon, um, I may have been a deacon maybe about four or five years. I just felt the tug of God uh, pushing me to ministry. And so I was teaching Sunday school um, and I ran from it. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I ran from it uh, for I know about six months. I said, you got the wrong address and the wrong person. Uh, but as you know, when God is calling you to something, you just can't run from it long. So so um, so I accepted that call. Being a full-time pastor right. and working at Tesis with a, a tech business job there and then being a father and husband, how do you find time to work out? So I, so since I know that, that I'm, my schedule uh, is normally busy, I get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and I'm in the gym at least uh, by 6. So I figured out that if I don't get it done in the morning, I'm probably not going to get it done. So. I make myself get up, disciplined enough uh, to get up. Of course, I'm an old soldier, so uh, I get up and get it in. And so that, that, that that's what, what works uh, for me. Now, uh, do you find that the, the gym is uh, uh, pretty quiet at that time Absolutely. at the YMCA? I, lo- I love going to the gym early, and that way uh, it's less of a crowd. And so I really I like going early because I kind of get a chance to kind of think and, and, and plan out the, my uh, uh, day and not be, you know, bothered or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about your time. You were in the uh, the Army Reserves? Yeah, I was. Tell me about that. And uh, you, I guess, learned some things about fitness and faith, I'm sure, through all that. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I joined the military uh 1998. Um, and uh, so I grew up uh, doing sports, of course, and it's, but I ran track. But I was never a long distance runner, so I was a sprinter. Uh, but of course, going uh, to basic, you know, you have to run, you know, two miles, three miles, four miles, six miles. Uh, so that was quite an adjustment. <laughs> that was quite an adjustment. Um, and so that has followed uh, to me since, you know, uh, I've gotten out. And um, yeah, as a, as a pastor, and, and this goes with fitness as well. Technology has been become such a big thing, you know, with uh, you know these uh, the apps that you can use uh, when it comes to, like the Bible app, or maybe um, you know uh, different fitness apps like the Seven Minute Challenge. So for you, I know that you you know are, are um, you know use social media quite a bit. I, I see videos on there. Yes, sir. You had one on there um, about uh, you know the sermons are coming up and right. talking about twenty twenty. You had one on there that said it's not about God's stop all the things that are bad. It's about who's in there with you. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, how effective do you think it is, especially you know, for a pastor, to use social media and, and get the word out about, about faith? I always say to pastors, you know, the message doesn't change, uh, but the method has to change. And uh, we live in a world, of course, you know, I mean, just about any and everybody is on some form of social media, either that is Instagram or that's Twitter or Facebook. And I think that it offers us another platform to reach people. And so uh, my church, uh, we use it on Sunday up to go live and, and broadcast our service. Uh, and and it's, been, it's been very beneficial in reaching those who may not uh, be in the church. 
Right. And maybe it gives an opportunity, maybe if they're bedridden or sick or on vacation, right? Absolutely. I mean, have you gotten good feedback from that, from some of your videos that you put on Facebook and other uh, social media? Well, yes. And we have uh, members who have moved away and that they use uh, that platform to kind of stay abreast uh, to the ministry. I know when you were talking about, you know, living your best life, I saw mm. one of your videos about how um, millennials, you know, the uh, talks about, about the Bible verse about how uh, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, right. you, and you had a message specifically for millennials on that video. Right. I mean, and because, you know, the age of 20, you know, millennials 21 to 35 or whatever, um, and I was trying to get them to see that. You know, if they're not, if we're not, if they're not careful, you know, that uh, the enemy uh, comes to steal that their time, steal the vision and steal their their destiny. And and they really need to in this year of 2020 uh, get back to the, the things of God. Yeah, and you yeah. were telling me earlier uh, that for you, one of your big passions is outreach. I love outreach. Um, so tell me, what does that mean to you? Because outreach can, you know, it's obviously a, a can be a pretty broad term. Right. We have uh, we call our outreach program uh, uh, Matthew twenty five. You know, and in the Bible talks about you know when I was and I was sick, you came to see me. I was hungry, you fed me, and we have modeled that scripture. And for us, uh, we'll, uh, for 12 years, we have gone outside uh, the four walls and uh, we've, we've clothed, we've sheltered. I mean, but we've done it all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, you know, for you is, is uh, what's the importance of, of Christians doing that and the people that are followers of God? Uh, you know, maybe what, what if they say, I don't have time or I'm too busy or, um, you know, I, I want to have my quiet time instead? Or- I often say, I often say that we might be the only Jesus that they may see. And so your life has to be a sermon. And 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 I call it the giving Jesus legs. And 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 when we go out and when we feed and serve and do these things in the community is really is giving Jesus a, a, a legs to let people know that somebody cares about them. Yeah. And um, your latest uh, sermon series, I think, for this month uh, to kick off 2020 yeah. is Living My Best Life. You know, what does that mean? Because to, to uh, what do you hope that people get out of, you know, what, what you're telling them? I pray I, I pray that during this series that people uh, will recognize that, that 2020 is the year of closed doors in open dimensions that 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 um, that. That whatever they did in the the past is over, but this is a new season, and God wants them to really live their best life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you talked about how for you, you know, um, the transition and kind of closed doors, open doors, that can be with with a lot of aspects of our life, and and, and that includes fitness because right. you talked to me about having surgery recently mm-hmm. on your back and, and and other things. So tell me about you know dealing with injury because as somebody active like yourself, you, right. you run track. So tell me what was your best 200, 400 time? Do you remember? So, so my best <laughs> my best two hundred uh, meter time was uh, high twenty one. Wow, that's yeah. pretty. That's fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I was, I was a good sprinter. Again, I didn't run, I didn't run any of the thing over uh, two hundred. 
Wow. <laughs> so, and, and then, you know, obviously at the, at the Army, and then you've had some issues with your back. So how have you tried to face injury? Somebody that's active and wants to stay active, you know, at, at however old you become, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that and the injuries? I think I, I really approached it from a spiritual standpoint of you can't quit. And, and I knew after the back surgery that I would have to modify, uh, you know, the running and the, the lifting. But I kept saying to myself, just don't quit. And so, you know, I want to say to anybody listening that that is a life lesson, that things may transpire in your life that you don't see the coming, but don't quit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whether it be yeah. a, a bulging disc yeah. or maybe uh, an issue with your family or your right. job, right? Right. Right. I think. I think. I think that you know we must understand. I told my church this on last week that there's a promise inside of uh, the Bible that says, "In this uh, world, you will have, you will have trials and tribulations, but be a good cheer because I have overcome." And if if God over uh, um, has overcame, then we are able to do as well. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, for you, um, you know, uh, we talked about fitness. You know, because um, I often say, you know, faith and fitness kind of are intertwined. They kind of you know, cross a paths a lot. And absolutely. it talks about in the Bible, our body is a temple. For you, is that part of uh, maybe your testimony or worship in terms of uh, making sure that you are in, in in decent shape? I try. I I try to be a living example, uh, an example to my people that hey, you know, you need to try. But uh, because you only get the uh, one body, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You only get one. You're not gonna get another one. So so God uh, so God uh, gave you this body. Take care of it, and then and when it's time to use it, th- then you'll be ready. Absolutely, yeah. Right. And one other thing, I know you posted on social media. I saw recently, or maybe it was a, it was a quote from you. I think mm-hmm. God is not asking you to figure out. He's asking you to believe. Believe. And, you know, for some people, whether they are churched, unchurched, or whatever, you know, faith is a big part of this and strengthening our faith. Right. Talk, talk to me a little bit about um, how people, you know, um, develop and work on that faith. Just like as, you know, we go to work out at the gym right. and we or we go running uh, for fitness, and that's a, a tangible thing we can do. What about something for our faith? Faith is a building process. And, and, and I think if I was talking to somebody who was just – just coming into uh, 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 the faith and fairly new, you know, I would say keep your eyes on your own paper. And you get that faith and you get more faith by going through the things yeah. and, 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 and experiencing the God. And the more that you experience the God and seek the God to uh, move and work, then you get the more faith. So, um uh, it's just about experiencing God and 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 and, and you understanding that you, that you're not in this uh, this fight alone. That God is in it, uh, and and you can win. Yeah, you can win. Now, even as a pastor, have you had you know whether maybe this was before the church or while in church, have you dealt with like you know obviously there's there's ups and downs for us personally and right. for the church itself. But have you had were your doubts yourself as well about oh, faith and asking why and why is oh, this happening? I think absolutely. I mean, I mean because it is all of us, all of us are spiritual, and all of us are fleshly, and so and so that 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 flesh side, 
and sometimes uh, doubt because even in ministry, you know, things don't go uh, the way that you plan. I mean, all the time. And so, um, so you know, the flesh that's out of us will begin to 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 to, to, to doubt. But I, I, I'm always quickened to say I know that God knows exactly exactly uh, uh, what I need. And so that's what has kept me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what has kept me. And uh, obviously you, you are uh, married and uh, have a, a daughter, yep. um, Charity. Uh, yeah. So tell me about that, about the importance of, you know, balancing, you know, uh, being a pastor, uh, working another job and, uh, you know, fitness and everything else with, you know, that, that life of a, of, of a husband and, and father. It's very important to me, and I told uh, my church this. I'm not going to be a, a superstar preacher and a, and a terrible father. And, and, and so I have tried to be the balance. Because Charity plays travel soccer. So she's all over the southeast. Um, we just came back from Florida, uh, you know, the soccer showcase. Um, and I want to be present. So, you know, um, I plan out some Sundays that I can go and see her play because it's important for her to see me standing on the sideline. Yep. So, uh, and even as a husband, I mean, I mean, uh, I have to plan out time, uh, date night and X, Y, Z, so I can spend the, t- the time there. Yeah, and yeah. I know it's uh, Denitra, right? Yes, correct. So, um, and I guess it's um, it, it it can be a tough life. I mean, being a pastor and a pastor's wife. I mean, yeah. that's that's a uh, you know right. a job that is can be twenty four seven at times, right? Yes. So, as many calls as I get, she gets, uh, because there are some members who are more comfortable talking to her. And I don't, I don't, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't bother uh, 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 me. So, so uh, she has, she has to be spiritually, I mean, equipped, I mean, as well, uh, to be able to take uh, those calls and answer the, those uh, the questions. Yeah. Now, how yeah. old is your daughter now? She's 15. 15. Okay. Yeah. So I have a soccer uh, trainer for her, but, but as far as the fitness, you know, uh, she and I will get up and go to the gym on some occasions and uh, go work out uh, together. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And um, just to kind of close us out here, you know, um, you talked about, you know, how the theme of, you know, this month for you is living my best life. Yeah. Um, you know, 2020, you know, it's, we talked about having a new vision. It's right. a new year. New Year's resolutions are something that people uh, don't really keep a lot of time. Right. So what would you challenge folks to in terms of 2020 when it comes to, you know, spiritually, physically, what, what they should be doing? I think that uh, spiritually is just staying consistent. I think that, like you said, so many times, you know, we come into the new year, we're excited, it's January, I'm going to church, I'm going <laughs> to the gym, I'm in the gym in January, and then by March, you are nowhere in sight. So, I, you know, I'm encouraging people is stay consistent. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so uh, the same the same way that you're into church or, or you're in the uh, gym on Jan- in January, be there December the thirty first. Yeah, yeah. And so speaking of that, so you, does that mean you're going to be running a marathon with me? Something Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> your your uh, long distance running days are over. I think so. I, okay. I do wanna. I do wanna. I do plan to try 
and run. Uh, I'm gonna start with the uh, five k. Yeah, that's a good start. To see where I am, and then I'll get my back up to a ten k. Uh, now that's the farthest I've ever ran. Okay. So I, I've done I've done the, the Petri uh, uh, road the race in Atlanta, huh? That's the farthest I've ever gone. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that that race. I like that race. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I haven't done a marathon. No, uh, and and uh, I don't really plan to do one, Jason. <laughs> you, you've, done, uh, you've done you've done a marathon sermon series. Yeah, right, 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 right. But uh, but uh, but so I do plan on. I like running. Uh, it's a great time for me to, to clear my, my mind and and think. So I really, I really, you know, enjoy running. Yeah, when I asked you about yourself to give me a bio, you talked about how you know you said you love to work out. A lot yeah. of people. Maybe you can't say that because yeah. they kind of go to the gym kind of begrudgingly or they just you know, feel like they have to do it and or right. maybe because they maybe ate something they weren't supposed to eat or something. Right. For you, it's, it seems like it's a it's a passion. It really is. And that's where I'm trying to get my, my daughter to do that. It's not just for sports. It should be a lifestyle. And 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 so I like going. It's just, a, it's a, again, I like to go early, you know, when the crowd is kind of low. It, it, it's really a quiet time, I, you know. I put on some music, uh, some gospel, whatever, and just in there, just you know, singing and 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 doing what I do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thanks, Pastor Quinn, for joining us on Thank the podcast. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll see you around town. And thank you so much to Pastor Quinn for having uh, coming in for a great conversation and being a good sport, doing some push-ups with me as part of the 7-Minute Challenge before we sat down for our interview. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Run the Race podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe. So you just click on that button there on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or TuneIn Radio, all different platforms, SoundCloud, and uh, be a follower and uh, listen to this podcast. You'll get a, an alert every week. And uh, next week we have a, a great conversation um, that you will definitely not want to miss. Now to our final segments of this episode, of course, Food for Thought, Parting Gift, and our prayer. Turning now to some news tidbits for Food for Thought. Uh, our focus uh, this episode somewhat is on technology. So, of course, we got something from uh, an emerging tech writer who talks about how 21% of U.S. adults regularly wear a smartwatch, a wearable fitness tracker. That's according to Pew Research. The demographics are 25% of, of women wear the smartwatchy and fitness tracky uh, gadgets. Uh, versus 18% of men, and you can expect those numbers to keep climbing. I, in fact, use a Garmin watch for running, and uh, the good news is I got it for free about a year or so ago. It was a hand-me-down from a fellow runner, uh, but sometimes with smartwatches, uh, it could be an Apple Watch or a Garmin or anything else uh, you can use for GPS. Those can cost you, you know, $100, $250, um, So if you can get one from someone else, uh, it's a little used but still works, I would say go for it. And a faith-related food for thought is from USA Today about how online church, they're using ministries to use VR apps to deliver digital services and virtual baptism. That's right. You know, when, when I grew up, we didn't have any kind of tech in, in church. We didn't have the smartphones. We brought our Bible in, and uh, we listened to the pastor. We couldn't look down and text while we're, um, you know, listening to uh, the sermon. But nowadays, you know, people maybe don't use the hard copy Bible as much, and they 
they use uh, maybe the version Bible app, but it's hard to know whether people are actually, um, you know, whether they're texting, looking at Facebook or Instagram versus looking at the Bible or taking notes from the sermon. So there's kind of a mixed bag on that. But according to this article, churches across the nation have installed giant screens in their sanctuary, pro-grade cameras, live streaming their services, and really embracing technology. Some also perform digital baptisms where they have avatars immersed in pools of water, colored pixels. Uh, more exist entirely online with a different geographical uh, footprint. Um, but, you know, some people prefer to just uh, go into church like regular Sunday service. Um, DJ Soto is the pastor of VR Church, VR being virtual reality. He also uses AR, augmented reality. It's the, uh, one of the first fully computer-generated religious institutions. And, uh, you know, so those avatars can really go anywhere. About 150 people attend his church. And the congregants use the virtual reality headsets uh, for this, and he's considered a, a digital pastor in that simulated environment. Uh, embracing technology and radical, you know, uh, inclusivity uh, can help churches survive in this age where the, the there's record numbers of people leaving church, including millennials. Back in 2000, 70 percent of Americans went to church. Now it's averaging about 50 percent, according to last year, according to Gallup. So those live streaming services. Or it can be, you know, a blessing and a curse for churches. But uh, I think, you know, I'm an old school soul where I like people going to church, having a, a hard Bible instead of using your phone all the time. But again, that's the, the, the world we live in. That's the new trend. And, uh, you know, but there's still uh, the, the word is out and the, uh, you know, there's still a lot of criticism about uh, digital church life. But if it can uh, bring more people to know about faith and know about church, I'm all for it in that capacity. And we also have a high-tech parting gift for you today, a quote from the one and only Steve Jobs, co-founder of Apple. He says, quote, technology is nothing. What's important is that you have a faith in people that they're basically good and smart. And if you give them tools, they'll do wonderful things with them. So even him, uh, you know, rest in peace, even him saying that we can't really always rely on technology, our smartphones or iPads or, or anything else, computers that we use nowadays. Uh, it's really about people and relationships and treating people with kindness and respect. And I'm going to end with a prayer. Thank you, God, for allowing us to, to be here on the country we live in today and, and this new year. Help us to uh, to reach higher, uh, even with technology or anything else, that we look to you for all that we need. And uh, God, just help us to, to be fitter physically and spiritually and help keep our families healthy uh, in this time of, of winter where, uh, you know, the flu season, when there's so much going on, uh, help us and bring healing to us and our families. In your name we pray. Amen. We appreciate you listening to the Run the Race podcast. Tell your friends about it. Go to WTVM.com slash podcast to listen to maybe some of the past nine episodes and uh, share it on your social media using hashtag Run the Race podcast. We'd love for more and more people to listen as we continue on this journey of fitness and faith together. We'll talk to you next time.